0: Well, hello. (laughs) It's been a minute. Welcome back to another episode of Roots and the City podcast. I am Jamal, the broker, your host, and I appreciate you tuning in today. What's been going on? I know it's been a minute, so it's only appropriate to open this episode with a kind of what have I been up to moment. So we can just dive right on into that. In May, I had a couple of transactions. That was really exciting. May was my busiest month and um, led to some referrals, which was pretty awesome. I had a listing with an old friend from marching band at Indiana University. Shout out to my sellers, Caitlin and Jared. So we sold their home because they had found another deal and they're moving you know, change drives real estate. So they finally found a home. It was wild. It was right across the street from um, their in laws. So grandbabies can see, you know, my mom, papa, free babysitter, just a stone's throw across the street. It was a deal they couldn't pass up. So they enlisted my help and we got their house ready in about a week, just over a week, put it on the market and got it sold in about nine days. The transaction was a little stickier, but you know, that's why realtors are involved. We helped our sellers get through um, the bumps in the road and got to a big success in the end. So I was happy to help Caitlin and Jared through that very tough transaction. And of course, I appreciate their friendship and business so much. Uh, then I had a buyer client. It was funny, actually. Um, we used to work together, we used to sit right across. Uh, from each other in the company I was with before being a realtor full-time and he was just talking to me about what he was looking for and why and his lease was coming due and he said you know what let's just go for it let's see if we can find a house worst case scenario I find another place to rent and we just hit the ground running it was a um situation where he's moving in his elderly father who sounds like quite the character. I can't wait to meet him. He was out on the East coast coming into Indianapolis and uh, space for his two kids, his son and his daughter. And we saw some really nice properties, a really good budget. Um, and I'm so pumped about the deal he got. It was a completely, completely redone home, um, an older home because in Indianapolis, A lot of um, the area that I specialize in, homes are close to, if not over 100 years old. And this one was really well taken care of. The listing agent was so pleasant to work with and so easy to work with. And um, we had great communication. So it was really down to the wire with our search. Um, This was going to be the house or we were going to be stuck probably renting for um, another year or so. We had previously fallen out of a deal. The inspection just came back way, way scarier than we were comfortable with. And naturally, um, our job as realtors is to try to get you the best deal. And it's our fiduciary duty to do for our client. where We have your best interest first above anything else. So we walked away from that deal and we found this home. So that whole situation was just meant to be and... A connection from previously having worked together, and he did give me a buyer referral. That one did not work out, but you know we love new communication and new contact that lets us know the referral wheel is working. And realtors, we appreciate any referral that comes through. So yeah, that was a great kickoff to my summer. Outside of uh, transactions and the day to day with real estate, on the more personal side and development side. I couldn't enter real estate and just sell homes and help buyers find homes. I, of course, have to look to the top and (laughs) go above and beyond if I can. So with my local real estate board, I decided to get more involved. I've been serving my first term on the diversity, equity and inclusion committee. And that's been really awesome. I believe it's only been around for two years And this is my first year serving a uh, three-year term on that committee. It's very fun to be part of, you know, this large group, varying backgrounds, realtors of all experience levels and experience in general with the world. So um, that's been really awesome for me. And I'm very happy to be part of that. And outside of that, I went a step further and decided to apply for my real estate board's Leadership Academy, which I was accepted. So the uh, MyBor Real Estate Academy of Leadership, also known as REAL, is something that I am currently part of. Over 100 people applied and 20 of us were selected, so I'm very um, pumped to be part of that group. My um, As a young kid and just going through college, I was always the academic in the family and just those kind of achievements make me feel really good and of course I want to be the best realtor I can so it's just an opportunity for me to enhance my skills and education as a real estate agent here in Indianapolis and I'm um, going to read the description of the program just so you can get the full scoop of what the program offers. Established in 1995, the Real Estate Academy of Leadership is designed to identify and educate MIBOR, that's our local board's name, members who have leadership interest and potential. Since its inception, over 450 realtors and affiliate members have graduated from the program, becoming fellows of REAL. Over the course of nine months, participants gain the tools they need to be effective leaders within MIBOR, the greater real estate industry, and their communities. The class meets once a month for a full-day session. Participants will learn about their own personality type. That part was fun. <laughs> and how best to collaborate with others. Realtor association governance, professionalism, economic, community development, diversity, equity, and inclusion, and more not only is real a phenomenal learning experience it is an excellent networking opportunity as well the small class size gives participants greater access to presenters and facilitators for each session and provides them with it with the opportunity to develop strong lasting relationships with their classmates people they may not have met otherwise and that is just the little blurb on um, our um, real website And I am so pumped to be part of this because again, um, the education alone and just learning more deeper levels of the industry. Last session, we've had two sessions now, um, we got to learn about the governance and that's basically how the national board works with the state level board and how that trickles down to the local board and how they all work together as one big unit. Um, The education has been next level, meeting some of these CEOs and people you wouldn't really have access to on a regular basis. Of course, people are like super personable and they will take a meeting probably, but we're all very busy. So having that access and that day dedicated to um, not only getting to know our affiliates. Affiliates are people... In the business, in the real estate business, who might be inspectors, lenders, they're not realtors, but they are in the real estate business. So that's what an affiliate is to us. And um, just, you know, getting to know these people has been great. The very first session, we, um, of course, did all the fun team building stuff, and I'm all about that. My uh, favorite job ever was being an orientation leader at Indiana University. So any group activity, Um, talking in front of people, getting to know others, that's my um, bread and butter. And that's probably why I'm good at real estate. (laughs) So um, I'm super pumped to be part of of Real. Not only will it kind of make my resume a little beefier compared to others, but I get to share that knowledge and access with my community. And that's why I'm a realtor. I want to go beyond selling and buying homes. We want to actually contribute and um, go beyond, you know, the purchase and the transaction. What about the neighborhood? What about the community? So this has been fabulous. My husband and I, we needed a quick break and we decided to go to um, Las Vegas. (laughs) Of course, if you um, listen to earlier episodes, you will know that I used to have a RuPaul's Drag Race podcast for about four years with my husband and one of my best friends, Shout out to Seth. Hello. Well, Drag Race Live, you know, they have a show in Las Vegas and tickets weren't bad. And we stayed right at the Flamingo where the show is happening. And we got a really good deal in the rooms because it's the Flamingo. (laughs) If you know, you know. But um, it was cool to stay at kind of one of the more classic um, spots in Las Vegas. And it was a quick trip. We flew in on a Sunday afternoon and came back to Indy really early on a Tuesday. But it was just enough. We got to see that cool uh, sphere situation, that performance venue that they built out there. I think, in my opinion, and I can share pictures on my Instagram or TikTok, that sphere looks the coolest when it's lit up as a jack-o'-lantern or the eyeball. I don't think I have any footage of the eyeball, but it was... Eerily cool. Um, I could see it from the hotel room, so that was a little odd for us. <laughs> but um, yes, that was that was a fabulous time. The best part of it was um, getting to hang out with another best friend of mine, Elizabeth. We call her Ebeth, who teaches out in Utah. So uh, she met us out there and got to enjoy the fun, and we just hung out and had a good time in Vegas, and it was much needed. Uh, it's important to remember to play A little bit people if you bust your ass and you're working really hard whatever your reward whatever it is whatever it looks like do that celebrate that time take that time if you can and when you can recharge those batteries so you can keep working hard and slaying the game and lastly (laughs) on the personal update before we take a quick break stoney and i we decided to do a program called 75 hard 75 hard is a tactical guide to winning the war with yourself. A lot of you will do dry January, for example. And then what happens after January or after spring break? Well, we'd been, you know, needing something that didn't feel too strenuous or too intense to give us like a good healthy health and wellness reset. So, uh, Stoney, he stumbled upon this and he's actually reading the book right now. And I decided to just jump in and do it with him to shake things up at the end of summer going into the cold months. And, uh, the, basically the way it works is 75 days, you can pick whatever diet you want. It's your choice. You just have to stick to it for 75 days we're doing low carb because we have a history with that and it works for our body types and we really just watch our macros. So low carb for us and you have to work out twice a day. Yes. Twice a day, at least two 45 minute sessions. And one of those sessions has to be outside. And the idea behind that is that conditions in life are never perfect. So if it's raining, yeah, I have to get my butt on the trail, either walking or biking, something outside for 45 minutes. We, it's funny the timing of this recording because a couple of days ago we got caught in some nasty rain. We decided to walk to the grocery store, pick up dinner and walk home and it was just pouring, just coming down cats and dogs out of the sky. Our shoes were soaked. Uh, Both of our attitudes were present. We were just getting through it together. But both of our attitudes are very loud, live, and in color. (laughs) And that felt like the longest walk ever. And actually today, we're at the halfway point. We're on day 38. So we'd been lucky here in Indianapolis with some really fabulous weather. And finally, on day 36-ish, we get poured on with rain. That was not fun. Definitely some character building there. The other parts of the program are you have to read 10 pages of a book every day. Any self-improvement book. So I read some business books while I'm working on my um, getting some of my systems together. And there's a fun one that I'm reading right now called The um, Happiness Equation that I found in my local library. And I'm enjoying that I'll have to post a picture of that um, so you can get all the full details but that's really good so far and we've really been enjoying that it's so easy to get caught up in the rat race and sitting down just to read 10 pages of anything feels impossible but it's been really really refreshing to sit down and just read a book every day another part of the program is you cannot drink no alcohol at All zero alcohol that's a little easier for me than most people. I'm okay not having it, so I've been dealing okay with that. Um, It's been good practice because I've had a lot of social events going on with my leadership academy participation and board activities, and not to mention other events um, as the summer comes to a close. So we're hanging in there, we're on day 38, no alcohol. And lastly, you have to take a daily progress photo so every morning we take our shirts off and we take pictures and you don't have to post them anywhere it's just for your personal records so you can see the transformation and you can look back at what you did if you get through the 75 days and I've actually really been enjoying that piece I can get really pissed off at the scale sometimes and it's tricky when you lift weights because we don't have a super fancy scale. So how do you decipher the good weight versus the bad weight? <laughs> this daily photo really helps Um, you see what your body's kind of going through and helps keep you in line because you see the changes happening. The scale might not be what you want it to look like or the number might not be what you want it to be. But you're a work in progress and changes are happening. So that's been really cool. So today we are at the halfway point. We fully intend on getting to day 75 and that will end in early November. So we are almost there. We basically just need to get through October. And then I think we're going to restart in January. I might need to tweak that outside workout piece for January through March, but We will see. (laughs) All right. Before we get into today's topic, let's take a quick break. (coughs) Hey, are you feeling okay? (coughs) Not you, your house. With changing interest rates, inflation, and an unbelievable real estate market, do you really understand your home's current value? Just like an annual physical, a real estate review is important to your financial health you might think about cashing out for a remodel refinancing for better terms or you may even see a great profit by selling or maybe you're just curious schedule your real estate checkup today give me a call at 812-202-1302 to learn the true value of your real estate in this exciting market it's free and there's no obligation If you're also interested in a real estate review meeting, we can do one of those too. Zoom or in person, you have the number 812-202-1302. Give me a call today. Okay, let's get back to the show. Okay, welcome back. Before we jump into our topic, I wanted to say a couple more things about the 75 hard situation. Um, it's been a little challenging for us. You know, I'm not going to lie. It's been hard for us to try to stick to smaller goals, like say, um, oh, we're not gonna do this for this many days. We're not going to do this for that many weeks, but, um, sticking to a program and doing it together has kept us focused. It's keeping us motivated because we have a goal like a, you just have to get to day 75 and then you can reward yourself and you're also building these healthy practices. So we've had more better days than not. Like I was talking about the rainy day. So far we've both been super focused and it's been going well. But if you are out there trying something new, whether it's a new wellness plan, health plan, or a new job, be easy on yourself because it's hard to get down in the dumps Learning things is hard. Reprogramming yourself from different behaviors is hard. Give yourself time and grace and you will hit that goal. Okay? All right. Today, we're discussing how customer service is dead. What do you think when you hear that that statement, customer service is dead? Well, for me, I... I'm coming from over 20 years of customer service and customer success experience, so I have to ask, you know, why would someone say that? What has their experience been? Uh, what is the state of customer service and across industries? Right, without getting too deep, because it's really just comes down to how we treat each other and expectations gone awry recognition and reward not being given where it's due that's just kind of things that come to my head so leave it in the leave comments and let me know what you think when you hear customer service is dead well what i've noticed is and i've this is what i've heard from others as well i will just casually ask other realtors or people in my family friends this question something i've noticed is No one really tries anymore, and this is what I get from a lot of the older generation. No one tries anymore. Customer service workers, you know, sometimes they feel like, and I totally agree with this, I totally agree with this, that they are not paid enough for some of the negative treatment that they receive from the public, including more extreme or high-stress scenarios, Someone can say no one's trying anymore, but is this someone dealing with this kind of environment, um, a high stress customer service environment? They're just getting they feel like they're getting beat down, so maybe they feel like they can't really do a good job. Uh, the public feels everyone in the service s- service industry, excuse me, expects good tips for not doing any work or providing service. So that's more in reference to, oh, someone's just walking up, making an order at a register, picking up an order um, and there's like a tip jar. People have varying opinions on this. I tend to tip wherever I go, but um, people are like, oh, they didn't even do anything. So why am I going to tip them? On the flip side, (laughs) if it's a more involved uh, customer service situation, people might feel like there's no effort to solve problems. What question is the customer asking? Does the staff feel... Does it feel like the staff cares? Is there a sense of urgency? Um, Hey, I placed this order. Can you check on it? It's been a little while since I've heard an update. I will give an example on that one. There's this wing joint. I won't name the name. It's a popular wing chain here in town. It's the closest location. And I know I was once a young customer service worker and a lot of these employees seem to be maybe in high school, um, or maybe college age, just young and having fun, but not really giving a care or a flying, you know what, about what's happening (laughs) in the lobby or with orders. It's, um, I've had various experiences, but let's just say now I go and pick up things just to make sure the order's correct. There's been times where, um, You know, you're just waiting and waiting and waiting. And this is like a common pattern with them. And it's been over a year. But, you know, we really love wings and it's close. So we go. But that kind of lack of effort and we'll ask questions or for updates. We'll get the wrong things. And it's kind of like, oh, that's the kind of tone that they give. Oh, I have to go and do something. Um, That's not... I'm not going to fill your tip jar for that, you know? So I think that's where a lot of people are coming from on that note. I understand as well, you know, customer service is really, really near and dear to my heart. It's why I'm a realtor now. It's why I considered leaving the corporate world at the start of my real estate journey, because there were limitations to the service I could provide. And it's, it's changed over the decades, but it used to be a really, really, really well-respected industry. And we all, as from a worker's view, we all start from somewhere. So I definitely give people breaks where they're due. I'm not looking to complain as a customer when I go out into the world. And those people definitely do exist. And like we, we touched on earlier, if people just want to nitpick and mistreat uh, service workers, well... Some, you know, a large number of customer service representatives in the world, that hits emotionally. They're not going to want to, they're not going to be in a space to perform if that's what they're expecting, just to get beat down. So um, I do understand that, that cycle having been in the industry. Um, you can tell when people want to be helpful and when they don't, much like you can tell when people don't want to be helped, you know. So... We have to keep those things in mind. I think customer service isn't necessarily dead. It's just it needs to be patched up for sure. You s- people need to be paid fairly for the services they're providing. You know, the technology has updated over the years. The amount of research people can do and sure, less time, but the skills that a lot of customer service people and people skills outside of, you know, being in front of computers People in restaurants, um, service industry, that's a whole different set of skills, and those skills are nurtured and grown, so they should be rewarded and compensated for that. I think for us, how we make it better, it all starts with how we treat people. If you're going to an establishment, and maybe you haven't worked in customer service at all, ever... Just give people a chance. We don't know what kind of day everyone's having. And I think right now a lot of people just want to be angry. It's really easy to just lash out and take your bad day out on a total stranger because that energy is just haunting you. So it all starts with how we treat each other is um how I feel about it because that goes into it goes into what our community looks like and how we treat each other within the community. And that's only going to snowball and grow. Like I touched on earlier, customer service used to have a higher regard as an industry and a greater respect for the service people and the services being provided and a greater respect for the role, you know, of a customer service person. So if we lift people up and, you know, CS workers on the flip side, you're representing the company, try to do that to your best ability And by extension, we're all just going to make the community and the general public better. So let's inspire improvement (laughs) in the industry by treating each other with respect. Like we're human beings. Imagine that some tips for you if you don't know what treating people like a human being might look like. Just be kind, be patient. No one is in such a rush that they have to project toxicity onto a helpful stranger who is only doing a job. Be respectful. When people feel the love and appreciation, the service improves massively. And companies should absolutely reward amazing service with amazing compensation and wages. Let's not let that point get lost in the sauce, okay? So we're just all humans in the end. When you get down to the bottom of it all, we all have good days and bad days. And we tend to project the energy that's burning the hottest on the surface, you know? If you're in a good mood, you're more likely to share a compliment. If you're having a bad morning or not looking forward to going to that job you hate, I've been there. Maybe you're cold or you're you're just plain rude to a stranger. It happens, you know? The better... We get at correcting the behavior, the better we'll be able to manage. Practice makes perfect people. I have a theory. Picture an ecosystem, the community, where people treated each other with basic kindness and respect. Imagine the positive results and interactions in and around the community businesses. It will be the business's responsibility to promote the improved service and reviews with fair, livable wages to their employees, wouldn't it be cool to help nurture that energy and carry it throughout your neighborhood and city? All we have to do is start people. And that is where I will leave you today. Let me know what you think about customer service and your opinion. Is it dead? Is it alive and well? Leave me a comment on um, any related posts that you might see on Instagram or TikTok or YouTube. And also, um on the episode itself wherever you're listening there's a comment section so drop me a note there let me know how you like the episode and i'd love to hear from you so we will talk soon and you have a good morning evening day or night bye-bye thank you for tuning into another episode of roots and the city podcast please remember to rate and review wherever you listen to the show and also share it with a friend Remember, you can contact me at hello at jamalthebroker.com if you're looking to buy or sell a home in Indianapolis or even outside of Indianapolis. You can find me at JamalTheBroker on Twitter and Instagram and at CallJamalTheBroker on Facebook. Find more contact information in the show notes and please don't hesitate to reach out if you need me for anything at all. There's no such thing as a stupid or dumb question. So please, please, please do not hesitate. All right. I appreciate you. Talk soon.